I am so excited for this conversation. Uh, I am going to be interviewing today Hannah Brutcher. She is a blogger, TED speaker, entrepreneur, and the author of Fighting For that is coming out in January of 2021. She founded The World Needs More Love Letters, a global community dedicated to sending letter bundles to those who need encouragement, named one as White House Women's Working to Do Good, and a spokesperson for the United States Postal Service. Hannah has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Oprah, Glamour, USA Today, the Chicago Tribune, and more. You can find out more about Hannah at hannahbircher.com, but I am just so excited to dive into this conversation with you today, Hannah. We started talking before we got on here and I'm like, there's so much alignment. Like I can't even, like, I, I don't want to say anything more. Let's get this rolling. So thank you for being on here. Thank you for following your heart's mission and your life's work. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to get to know you and your, what you're, what you're all about today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to dig in. So let me, I guess, kind of give me the idea, uh, the short, I mean, that's amazing. Your accomplishments are amazing. How did, how did you get to writing this book titled Fighting Forward? Can you give us a little bit of, um, I don't know, a short synopsis of, of who you are and what, what, what got you to that point? Yeah. I mean, whew, yeah, there's been a, a lot in a short amount of time, but, um, really what happened years ago when I graduated from college, I, so I moved to New York city and I, um, started to deal with depression and that depression is what fueled, um, I started to write letters and I started to leave them around New York city for other people to find not very conventional, but like, that's just what I was doing at the time to cope with that depression. And that laid the foundation for the organization that I run today known as More Love Letters. And that really kind of like, I felt like God just really took that and like flipped my life upside down with it and led me into this passion of, of writing books. So this is my third book that I've written, but I feel like this book is different than the other ones that I've written because really what I got the chance to do with fighting forward is just show up to do what I think I'm the best at doing, like in terms of like my strengths, which is encouraging people and like cheering people on. And so I wanted to fill this book with all of the know-how and encouragement that I could muster up for someone that feels stuck or they feel like they want to move forward, but they don't know how to move forward. You know, I think it's one thing to say like, oh, I, I want to achieve this goal or like, I want to become this person, but like, it's the how and like that discipline to keep going. That is the reason why so many people never actually move from the spot that they're stalled out in. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. And I, I have done so much work in this, in this area talking yeah. about emotions um, and emotional health. And really having strategies and, and realizing that we all have patterns about us. And it's not a lot of times that things that we need to change, but we need to interrupt some patterns to get yes. us where we need to go mm. in different areas of our life. Um, so that's just a big passion of mine, a big um, thing that I feel like I've even learned. And I'm, you know, at the stage of my life and I'm continuing to like con continue to grow and tweak and interrupt my own patterns that I feel like mm. have been conducive to some growth and to a lot of productivity, but what, what becomes a sacrifice? I've been in seasons where I've, um, burnt myself out. Self-care was not, you know, and then having to rebuild mindsets and rebuild, you know, there's just so much. I think that we all have so much and no one tells us like, this is how you do it. This is how you become happy. Yeah. Like, 
Like that's I think what we're all like, we're all wanting love and happiness and freedom. Like, and no one talks about that. And I think that the idea of fighting forward um, is fighting for that. Cause I think that's what we really all just want deep down once you unpeel those layers, in my opinion. Totally. I totally agree. And I think like you, you know, a lot of it is like you said, it's, it's mindset change. And I think what's hard about that is that like, we want a solution that comes in like five easy steps, right? Or like you can download it and you can arrive tomorrow and a quick, a quick solution, a please. quick solution. Yes. And, and any of the change that's actually lasting and sustainable and real and good, like it's, it's a long haul and it's a, a starting and a stopping and a starting over again. Like it's not, it's not a lot of what the world talks about because like we like finished products, but like, it's the stuff that like, when you show up to your life and you keep showing up for like those small things on repeat, like, I think that's where a lot of the happiness is, is in that betterment and in that growing and, and realizing like, okay, who I was yesterday, like, I'm not that same person anymore. Like I am growing and I'm developing and I'm becoming better. And where does that come from? In your opinion, I, I'm going to, I, I, I'll just say it comes from hard things. That's where we change. Yes, That's where 100%. we learn. Uh, so it's easy to, um, it's easy to fall into that victim mindset. I've done it. So I've, I can fully say I've been depressed before. I've had mm. seasons where I didn't care. I didn't care what fell, what happened, what, whatever. I've let my mind go to mental places that, um, was not healthy. Um, I've imagined myself on the edge of a cliff and I'm like, if one more rock falls off from underneath me, I might not fight it. You know, yeah. um, and I think that we all deal with those things in different areas and, and seasons of being overwhelmed. We don't all talk about it, um, but it's in those moments that we do fight forward, that we learn, we learn what we're truly made of. And we learn a lot of times where we need to truly change. Totally. Uh, so a lot of times it's not those wake up calls and it's not those, sometimes it is. I mean, sometimes it is those, those big wake up calls that makes us do those changes. But um, the idea is we can encourage people to do some of the things and build habits and change different things so they don't get to those huge wake-up calls. Because sometimes there's not a coming back from those big wake-up calls. Mm. Yeah, and I think too, like if we spend our whole lives like waiting on those wake-up calls, right? Like I think that it, it's like, it could be depression. It could be anxiety. It could be something like comparison or jealousy or envy, whatever it is, you know, like for me, I wrote about in the book about like how for a long time I struggled with discouragement and I didn't even know that it was discouragement. I had never put a label on it. I had never called it what it is. And what I realized though, is that I'd actually spent a lot of months, a lot of time living in this state of discouragement and not doing anything about it because I assumed, well, at least this is better than like where I was. At least I'm not depressed, right? And like I became comfortable with this life and this demeanor of discouragement. And I look back now and I'm like, well, that's not the way I wanted to live. Like that's not the mindset that I wanted to have. But like we've said, like it changing your mindset is like a, I'm going to continually show up to this day after day after day. I'm going to face this thing. And little by little, this is going to shift and change. And my mindset is going to change. 
And I've, I've realized that you have to actually prime yourself to get into that mindset. Mm, um, yep. It's actually, you know, I, I used to just wake up and grind or wake up and go. And I realized that that's not congruent to long-term growth and development and being it because will, you will reach a burnout. You will reach. Um, so I realized you had to, pr- you have to prime and you have to refuel. And it's that balance of learning what you can control and making sure you're focusing on what you can control and not trying to do other things. I know that I have been in different seasons or different circumstances and I'm someone that likes to be in control. And when I'm not, that's the fear that kind of like sets in. Mm, And I've done things. um, I don't want to say I regret, but that that totally had our consequence that I had now feel the the action and trying to control something. Um, So I think that those lessons are... uh, what we also need to remember, like if you're listening to this and, and you're, you're feeling any sort of regret or guilt, like let it go, like give yourself some grace. Um, we're all on different journeys yeah. and different paths and uh, it's okay. Like whatever you've done, whatever I like, can, you know, whatever, like let it, let it go, like learn from it. And what you can control is who you are today and how you, how, how you take those steps forward. Yeah, um, totally. So, yeah. So tell me, uh, you write about inner critics and, um, you know, I think sometimes the biggest inner critic is ourself, but, mm-hmm. uh, what do you feel like is the best way to like silence these lies? Well, I think that like one of the things that I write about in the book was that how I ended up like giving my inner critic a name. And I did that because I think that if you can give something a name, like you almost can like separate yourself from it a little bit, you know, like, um, Otherwise, if it's just me, then it's a much bigger, harder thing to do than to like, okay, I just have to change myself and change the way I think. And so one of the things that I did was I gave the inner critic a name so that I could kind of address it, you know, like there's this one, um, this is part in the Psalms in Psalm 42, where David says, like, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. And like, I had never realized after years and years of reading that Psalm that like David was literally talking to his soul he was asking his soul okay like why are you upset what is going on and so I think that separation is actually a really powerful thing that we can do to be able to flip the script and the narrative of the way that we are speaking to ourselves because it's either going to come from like a positive perspective or a negative perspective. I'm like way more inclined to like the negative, like to be hard on myself as opposed to be, to being positive, you know? And I've really been actively trying to shift that and change that. And like, it's nowhere, like it's not um, anything that I've been able to master yet, but like little by little, I catch the ways that I'm thinking and I, and I question those things and I think, okay, like, wait, like, let's reframe that or like, let's change that. You know, like I think about like times where I have a really busy season and it can be really easy to be like, oh, okay, like I'm so busy and I'm tired and I need a break, even though these are things that you prayed for. Right. And so I have had to learn to say, okay, like, let's shift the perspective. Let's shift the things that I'm saying out loud. This isn't anything that I have to do. This isn't a must do. Like this is a get to, like I get to show up and do these things. And that is a perspective changer. And so I think sometimes like we just accept the thoughts in our brain as like, this is what it is. Like, this is just what I think, but like thoughts only become something when we assign meaning to them. And so choosing to take those thoughts captive and think better thoughts is a really good 
starting place. And obviously you can't catch all thoughts at once, but like find those thoughts that are triggering something and start to like put them down on the page and analyze them and think through them and think, okay, what is a better thing that I could tell myself on repeat as opposed to this thing that I'm believing right now? And thoughts are fake. Like they're nothing yeah. more than thoughts and our brain like tells us so many lies. And that's mm-hmm. what I think people don't realize. And I've done it as well. Like I've allowed my past, um, to project something that's happening in the future. And that's nothing more than a thought becoming an emotion. Yeah. Which yep. are both fake. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's nothing more than a past thing projecting to the future that could not even be relative right now, but it's our brain telling us this is what's happened. So what, what is our brain designed to do? Fight or flight. Fight or flight. Yep. Do you know? So that's what we inevitably start doing. We start protecting ourselves. So we create actions uh, that's going to protect it or we run. (laughs) Like that's, it's it's like in our DNA. So I think that this is just such a powerful conversation of really just becoming aware of your thoughts. And like you said, um, it's something that I've had to be like reframe and and redo some different things myself. Like, um, and I think that like, even with our start planner, one of the things that um, we're adding or I've started doing is putting gratitude. So three things that I'm thankful for. Um, mm, and I think that, that we're yep. either in a state of fear or we're in a state of gratitude. And you can't be both, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, yep. if you're in a state of gratitude, I'm, I'm thankful for this. I'm like, I'm thanking him. Like if, if, when I say him, you know, God or whoever, when, when you're actually in a pure state of thinking, whatever this bad I'm going through, you're thanking him for it. Cause it is, it is part of your destination, part of your journey. You're going to be learning for it, but it's really hard when you're in that bad state, right. To be completely like, not want to be like, why, why is this? Yes. Happening? Yes. And going into the victim mentality. And I think a lot of us do that. We fall into the victim. We fall into that mentality. We tell ourselves these lies that we can't make changes that we, this is maybe all we deserve. Maybe we deserve it. Mm, um, yep. And we, we tell ourselves these lies. So our critic becomes a lot of times ourself or our closest loved ones, um, you know, that, that we're afraid of what they're going to think. I know that I have stayed in, in, in different things or made different decisions based on what other people wanted, mm, based on yep, how other yep. people were going to perceive me instead of doing actually what I wanted and what was right and authentic to me. I was, I did something afraid how what other people were going to think and, yeah. and carried that guilt. And then I've walked away from things and not fully walked away because I've carried that guilt with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I think that you're like, yep, oh yep, God, I feel yep. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about it is, is until you, people can tell you, and I think that that's the powerful thing about reading someone's book. And I cannot wait to completely fully read it because I've already started diving in is you can learn from someone's experiences mm. and apply it to your life to try to learn all of that quickly. Yeah. So if yeah. you can take these things and I want you to also talk about um, the promise me you'll fail contract that you have in the book. Uh, you can take these things and these experiences that you have felt that have reset your mind shift and, and completely moved you in a direction of actually, can I venture to say maybe your biggest hurdle your biggest victim mentality is now maybe becoming your biggest purpose that it maybe has been laid on your life. Hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, well, and I yeah. think that that's what happens when you like, if you go through it to the other side of it, if you decide I am going to, I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to come out of this on the other side stronger 
And a lot of times it is what is waiting for us, right? Like the thing that we thought was going to destroy us a lot of times, like becomes the thing that like God intends to use for the good of you and the good of other people, you know? And I think like, I'd never really put it through that perspective before of like the things that I write about in this book, like they were hard to go through it. And it was hard to write about some of it because I didn't want to share it. But I also wanted to share it because I knew that like, if I could be vulnerable, if I could just say where I was at, that was going to give somebody permission and freedom to do the same to feel like, okay, I'm here too. And I can battle my way through this. And I think so often we just spend our whole entire lives like trying to avoid hard things when like those hard things are the things to shape us. Like that's our becoming. We are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com, your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Start Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. And, and there's always someone that needs help in that becoming as well. Mm-hmm. That, yep. that, you know, you become a vessel of hope for someone that's struggling with that very same thing. Um, and like you said, sometimes it's those hard things that God or universe or whatever you believe. Um, I, I believe God, you know, has, yep. has used my hard stuff, has used the things that I struggle with the most and has used a lot of pain points in my life that have shaped me and allowed, allowed me to continue doing the work that I need to do and realizing that sometimes things are meant to fall. Foundations are meant to be rocked because foundations built on sand will eventually wash away. And sometimes you need to rebuild them with stone. So, um, yeah. So talk to me about this promise me you'll fail contract. So this is a contract. I put it in the book for the readers and really what it is, is I, I spent a lot of years like working with interns at the company that I was working at before I quit my full-time job. And I just remember the interns like having to fill out so much paperwork, you know, like they're already nervous enough as is. And then it's like, here's a thousand pages. And I just remember being an intern myself. And like, the biggest thing was that I didn't want to fail. I wanted to be able to succeed. And I, I was terrified of failure. And when I had my first intern, when I went self-employed, I remember wanting to create a contract for her that would just be a reminder to her of like, Hey, like I actually, I want you to fail. I, I, I encourage you to fail because if you're failing, that means you're growing, you're learning, you're developing. Like you can't spend your whole entire life trying to avoid failure because I look back and I think, well, the times where I learned the most were the times where I did fail. And so that contract is an encouragement in the hopes that people, you know, would be able to reframe failure and realize that like failure is not as daunting as we think it is. And a lot of times failure just means that we need to reroute. We need to do something differently. Something is not working. And so welcoming those failures and learning from those failures rather than doing everything we can to avoid failure. 
I mean, I think that's huge. And I think that, I mean, I think we all can relate. Like, I don't know about you, but when I grew up, when I failed, I thought, oh man, I'm going to be in so much trouble. There was never any lessons from it. It was just, yep. <laughs> you hide it. You put on a straight face. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when you did something wrong, you got punished for it. And I think that the whole idea of reframing when you do something wrong, really talking through the why and how, how do we avoid this in the future? And, um, cause a lot of times when we do something wrong, we know it, it's that gut, that, that moral conflict that will already tell us that, yep. oh, I'm going to be in trouble, but it's really accepting that like you did it wrong. What could we have done different? How are we going to move past that? Yeah. And like, um, so what is, that- what is God teaching you in that? What is he showing you? Like assigning purpose to that. I think that like a lot of times, like we just want to know in the immediate, like what was the purpose of that? And I, I still believe that there are some things on this side of heaven that we will not know the purpose to, but like, I think reflection is really powerful, you know, like I think a lot of people probably feel that for right now, like in the midst of like 2020 of like, this is a year I don't want to remember, you know, such a hard year, but it's like, no, we need to look back. We need to reflect. We need to ask, okay, like what worked and what didn't work? What did God show me? How did he shape me in that? Like that reflection is crucial. I absolutely, I I mean, a hundred percent. I think that's with anything in life, like whether it be the the year of the pandemic or the year of that bad relationship or the year of the company that's not doing what it needs to do or the year of you wanted to leave that career or that, like there's so much, I think that's so important to look back on the reflections and the lessons and realize that's what they were. Yeah. They were lessons to bring you to the next step. And um, that the, the important thing is you keep taking those next steps that you are pushing yourself. You're not sitting in a point of complacency and I've done it myself, like complacency on this or, you know, realizing I can push this area, but this area has to like, stay in auto drive, but it's rebuilding and interrupting those habits. Um, and you can't always do them all at once. So like, what are you going to focus on in the mm-hmm. next 90 days or the yep. next 30 days or the next week? What are, what are you going to focus on? And I think that something that you're touching on here, which is mental health mm-hmm. is something that far, it is not touched on enough. And, you know, here we are in the middle of a pandemic and I, I would venture to say mental health is, is going to cause more deaths than the actual COVID yeah. itself yeah, because of the, the catapulting effects that it's going to have that, I mean, we've seen all the studies, the depression, the um, increase in the amount of anxiety meds mm. and, and yeah. all the different things. And um, I think a lot of us look for permission to make changes. Mm-hmm. And we, a lot of times know that what we need to do inside, we just need to actually stop telling these lies, rebuild mindsets and start interrupting patterns and give yourself grace. Like yeah. if you slip, it's okay. You, you, you didn't slip all the way back down. Like you only slip mm-hmm. to. Yep. You're not being back at day more, one. No, you're only more conscious and aware. And here I am. This is what I've done. Like, let's keep building again. Yeah. Um, so I love it. So uh, this is interesting. You're very honest in the book about your fight with the dep- depression mm-hmm. and um, you turn journals to writing to fight songs. Um, how does that help you to see light at your darkness? So I, I wrote one book, Hannah, mm-hmm. um, in the process of writing my second book. Um, when I say in the process, I have, uh, journals that are about 75,000 words. Uh, so I am someone that journals as well. Yeah. And I've now like, I feel like I was, this was laid on my heart. I actually signed with an agent over two years ago and I, I I feel like I had no voice. I was able to journal, but then I feel like my voice was stripped from me and I now know it was for a purpose. I feel like it was taken for me to learn some lessons before Mm. I could write it in the tone that I needed to write it in. If that makes any sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, totally. Um, So I am looking forward to the new year and for me, um, completing the work that maybe 
it has been initially set on my heart, but, you know, talk to me about how did this help you see the light and darkness and, you know, the importance of journaling and how it helped you. And, and so you also write fight songs, explain all this. Yeah. So I, when I was going through, um, the depression that was kind of, it was a life threatening depression. Um, in 2014, I remember having this moment where like, I really just didn't, I didn't like the way that I was fighting. I thought that like, okay, like I'm really good at encouraging everybody else, but like, I don't have words of encouragement for me. I don't know how to empower myself through this. And I went down to the drugstore and I got a notebook and I started writing what I refer to as fight songs. So they're not like fight, like they're not actually songs where like you sing them. Um, but they were like what I would consider like these power packed, like words of encouragement, probably more powerful though of encouragement. And what I, what I did was I asked myself, okay, like, maybe you can't write these words for yourself right now, but like, what would you write to your daughter? Because like one day, if you had a daughter, like you could almost be assured that like she would lose her way at some point, right? She'd have to find a way to like fight for what mattered. And what would you tell her? And that changing of the perspective, that being like, okay, like I need to, figure out like what my mama bear voice sounds like, because maybe I can't give this to myself right now, but I could give this to a, a child of mine. And that really helped to change a lot of my thoughts and a lot of like what I was going through so that I could actually see the good in what I was going through. So I could see the lesson. So I could see God in the midst of that pain, that perspective change. And so that's really where the origins of the fight songs came up. Um, and I've just been writing them ever since. And like, just remembering to step back and encourage people who are going through rough times, you know, we're all going through so much and so much that we don't ever see on the screens, or we don't know from a brief conversation and remembering that, like, sometimes people just need you to like, speak life back into their bones. Yeah, I love it. And I love, you know, chapter 22, sometimes people just need to learn how to step back into love mm, and yep. figuring out what you love, what your passion is, what your purpose is. Mm. Love is like, we think of love as just loving someone, like loving yourself, loving, yeah, a relationship as well, loving your life, loving. And I think that's all ultimately what we want um, is, is just going back to that is, is more love. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And reframing that, I think, because for me at that point in chapter 22, like that was, you know, with the work that I was doing, the organization that I was running, I felt like I had fallen out of love, you know, and what I realized I had to do was I just had to keep showing up and I had to keep doing small acts of discipline. And just because there was a feeling didn't mean that I obeyed that feeling or I listened to that feeling. And I realized in that, that it's not that I'd fallen out of love because I'd never actually like fallen into love in the first place. I had intentionally chosen something and stepped into that. And that's most of the things in my life, right? And most of the things in all of our lives is like, we choose things and we make steps in whatever direction it is that we're going in. And so realizing, okay, like, when I think about like, even like love with like a spouse, like with my husband, like, it's not enough to just be like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Right? Like there has to be action behind it. And that's so much 
of our lives is like actually showing up and doing something, committing to something. Yep. Interrupting, interrupting and creating patterns. And that requires, I mean, you can't just love someone. You have to put a strategy in place to keep that relationship, to keep that love. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. 100%. And that's every aspect. That's self-care, which health and health is not just physical. I think that ultimately we think that, but no, it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, like all of that goes together. Um, so yeah. Well, Hannah, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can connect with you, where they can get your book. Um, and thank you again for sharing this mission and your heart's purpose with all of us here today. I could talk to you literally forever about all this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So you can find me at hannahbrenfer.com. There's a page on there for my new book coming out, Fighting Forward. And you can find Fighting Forward um, wherever books are sold. Amazon, your local bookstore, Shop Indie, Support Local. Um, The book is Fighting Forward. Anna, thank you so much. And um, I guess what was what would you leave with someone that really just needs to hear the message today that you know what, whatever you're going through, it's gonna be okay and keep fighting forward. What what would you want to leave with them? Gosh, that's such a good question. <laughs> um, I think that what would I tell somebody right now? I think really I obviously what would you couldn't... want to be told in that in that in that state in that moment, what would you want to be told? I think what I I think what I would want to know and what I feel like I always want to know when I'm in a hard space is that like this reminder that like like you said like yeah like you're gonna get through this but like that reminder that like God sees you he knows exactly where you're at like where you are on the map like that's not accidental to him he's not caught off guard by it and this this reminder that I'm seen and I'm known and I'm loved regardless of my circumstances. And so that's what I'd want somebody to know. It's like, Hey, like you're seen today. Like you're, you might feel lost, but God knows exactly where you are on the map. I love that. All right, Hannah, thank you so much for sharing this. Um, huge impactful message and you guys all go check her out um, at her website and her book. Like I said, I've already halfway through this book and I'm totally like entrenched. Um, I feel like there's just a lot of synergy as far as our hearts and, and what we do and how we rebuild these things. And I, again, feel like it's no circumstance that my life kind of led me down this, this road to be able to impact and uh, with our tool, with our start planner, you know, implementing system. So mm. all of you guys that are listening to that and have seen the changes that have happened, um, I would highly encourage you to read Hannah's book. Uh, it's just such an important thing, the mental health and the mental health of you and your loved ones and continuing to push your life and your dreams forward um, as you find your happiness and as you find your peace and your purpose. Um, so thanks again, Hannah. Thank you. All right, you guys, we will be back next week. You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.